Hey there, top fans. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry coming to you with another clubhouse and another new face, uh, a different team than what we've had on before. And I'm very excited. I've been looking for somebody representing this team. So, Gary, thank you for joining us today in the clubhouse. Thanks so much, Bill. All right. I'm excited to, to have you on. So as we start, I know the answer to this, but let's talk about it. Who is your favorite baseball team? My favorite team is the New York Yankees. The Bronx Bombers. Yes, sir. Pop fans, we finally found a Yankee fan. This is great. <laughs> so you're a Yankee fan, but tell me how that happened. Give me a couple of experiences on maybe childhood or recent uh, on how you became a Yankee fan. Sure. So my uh, fandom story is pretty boring by, by most accounts. Uh, my dad, uh, and I think technically his dad, uh, we're Yankee fans. They, my dad grew up in the Bronx, so he was spitting distance from the old Yankee Stadium. And it was basically, I think, from the second that I was born, I was a Yankees fan. My mom wasn't never really in a, a sports-heavy family, so it was pretty easy for me to kind of take on what my dad was a fan of. So I was pretty quickly a Giants and a Yankees fan from basically the time I could talk. Um and so I think if I could think of like one memory from my childhood that really solidified that fandom, it had to have been 2003. So for reference, I was born in 94. And so my memories of the early parts of the dynasty aren't super clear. I've seen a lot of videos, a lot of videos. I think I've watched all of the documentaries that they made about the uh, 96 to 2000 teams. But I remember 2003 pretty vividly because that was like my first Yankees team. That was like my team that I that I felt like I actually watched the games with my dad and I had memories of it. So I remember the 2003 World Series uh, ALCS against the Sox. And I remember game seven, Pedro on the mound, and he was just decimating us. And I think it had to have been like seventh inning. And I was a kid. I was, you know, eight years old and I had school the next day. So I was like, I gotta, like, I have to go to bed. I, I'm like a, a kid and my mom basically got me into bed and I was like, they're gonna lose anyway. This is terrible, this is the worst. And so I go to sleep and I wake up the next day and I wake up and I had a small TV in my room and there's a post-it note stuck on the, the wall, on the, on the screen. So I get up and I look at it, it's my dad's handwriting and he's, you know, Gary in an unbelievable turn of events you know, Aaron bleeping Boone hit a home run in the 13th inning or whatever inning it was. And the Yankees are going to the world series. And I was floored. I think I was, it was just this moment of like, I, I think it was the first instance of FOMO in my life where you, you really feel like you missed out on something. And I remember grabbing the, the, the note and, and trying to find my dad. He had already gone to work, but I was just so jazzed and, you know, that was in the, that was the days of sports center when like there were real highlights and you like turned on the TV and that was what was on, that was one on everywhere. And so local news, sports, everything, the um, paper had actually not even updated the score because it was too late to, for the, the early print edition. So I remember just being like obsessed with the Yankees from that point. Um, and then I remember, you know, we would go to games pretty, um, regularly i'd probably say at least once a year because we were pretty far from the bronx where where i was growing up so but i do remember the the we got to go to the first ever game at the new yankee stadium 
so we you know we took a we took a bus out and we were like part of this large group we tailgated in the morning then we went in and we you know did the whole thing and it was amazing this this thing is it was really stellar uh and then i remember when we won the world series in 2009 my dad threw me and my sister who was also a big fan into a, into the car and we like the second they won like the second they caught the ball to end the game we booked it to our um the local sports shop and just like bought off like the yankees world series paraphernalia they had thrown out because we were like we just want to we want to be sure that we had something so that the next day i walked in with my you know 2009 yankees world champions <laughs> shirt um yeah so and then from then i've just kind of been a fan ever since so you were the kid that everybody was jealous of in school because you had all the cool stuff first. I did. I was lucky. My my dad made a point to to get us that sort of stuff. He was a he was a big fan. You know, he wasn't one of those guys that you know buys the the old um, like the old Yankee Stadium chairs when they sold them when the when the stadium turned over. Mm -hmm. um, but you know we he always liked to get us like the jerseys and stuff, and he was a you know. I, I talk about him in the past tense. He's, he's he's still with us, but he's he was really kind of the source of my my Yankees fandom. So how I just got to ask because this is kind of off topic, but I got to ask: How ticked were you at your parents that they forced you to go to bed and you wake up in the morning to go in the World Series? Oh, I was so I was so upset. <laughs> I was super bummed, and I think I remember pouring over the highlights from that game because that was like before yankees classics that was before yep. the yes mark had really started in earnest and so there wasn't really like it wasn't like we had filmed it we didn't tape it so like mm -hmm. that game was just lost to me and i think the first time they ever played it on replay i like sat in front of that and i just watched every moment and just like the the moment when posada hits the blooper to, to center and books it to second and he's just like this raw expression of emotion just it, i'm having chills thinking about it just because like it's the it's this it's the stuff that kids dream about when you play baseball you want to come back from from a deficit against the big the big bad pitcher the big bad team and you get to the world series it's you know it's incredible memories the uh you know your dad was taking you out for like a week let's go out for ice cream gary let's go out because he was filmed that <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm sure I'm sure if I were to ask him about it now, he probably probably doesn't remember it, but I'm sure if I was to go into the recesses of his mind, he probably did not feel good about himself that day. Yeah. Well, it's, I have to tell you from a personal perspective, that was Grady Little who's managing the, the Red Sox that year. And he didn't take out Pedro Martinez. And then a couple of seasons later, he was managing the Dodgers, who are obviously my team. Yeah. And um, he did the same thing. He did the same thing during a, a game. I want to say it was in August or September that mattered for us, you know, wanting to get to the playoffs. Yeah. And he didn't take out. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Kevin Brown that he didn't take out. But mm -hmm. I just thought, man, this guy has no, – I'm sure he's a great manager, but this guy has no backbone. <laughs> they take the guys out when they need to be taken out. He is, I think uh, – uh, I think he's one of those old coaches that really did believe in his starters, and he was willing if the starter – Sarka been at 120 pitches. And if he said, I have one more in me, he's going to say, okay. And I do think that there's a place for that. Like as a manager, you have to give your players the rope and you have to trust them and their, their own perception of their talents. And listen, like, I don't, I don't know if in that same spot, I would be doing anything differently. 
because it was Pedro Martinez. The guy was like one of the best pitchers of the last 30 years. And he says that he can get this guy. I, I would probably give it to him too. I'm yeah, glad but, he did it. I'm, I'm, he did. I'm very happy he stayed in the game. But <laughs> if, if, you know, on earth two, he mows the Yanks down and the, the Sox get to the world series. You, you can't say that that was a bad call. No, no, you can't, you can't, you can't. That's for sure. So I love the stories. So now tell me whether past or present or both. Tell me who your favorite player is. I think as most most Yankee fans of my generation, most would say Derek Jeter. And I love Derek Jeter. And he's probably 1B. But I was always a huge Bernie Williams fan. Um, really? I thought that, that guy was cool. Like, you just, like, looked at him. He was so cool. He was a switch hitter. He, was, he hit for power. He hit for contact. He was soft-spoken, but played hard. He played center field. I was, I liked to, I played outfield when I was playing baseball. And just like the guy was soulful. He was, he was smart. I, I just really liked him. Um, and I was a big, I listened to the, uh, the, the, the uh, radio shows and I listened to the, the broadcast. So Michael Kay, Ken Singleton, Paul O'Neill, all those guys. John Sterling, Susan Waldman on the radio, all of them love Bernie. Uh, and he was just, he was, a, he was a great player. And he was on the team for his, you know, for the, his entire career, basically. Uh, I'm pretty sure he even played all of his major league seasons with the Yanks. He was just a really like stellar, solid player. And I think that, you know, it's easy to talk about Derek Jeter because he's very obviously popular and he's extremely talented the man's a hall of famer there was just something else about bernie is like a he was the unspoken core of that team i thought and i really liked him uh so that was past and i think present you know i i have a soft spot for i think i just have soft spots for like gritty outfielders because i love brett gardner um but i think you know right now on the Yanks, it's tough. I really like, um, it's tough. Yeah. I'm going to go with Gardner. I like Gardner. I like, I like lifers. I like players who've been on the team for a long time. There's something poetic about Gardner kind of being the bridge to 2009. Um, and the man plays Aaron Hicks makes $70 million over his contract can barely get out half a season every single year they say brett gardner is going to be the fifth string outfielder and by may he started in center field guy doesn't go anywhere and yep. they always say he was overpaid but their longevity and consistency there's there's just that's a talent that not all players have and i have a lot of respect for it the um i i couldn't agree with you more so I'm surprised about Bernie Williams, which I think that's a great pick. I mean, if you're a lifers, you like Posada, you like Bernie, you like uh, Jeter, you like Andy Pettit, you like, you know, Mariano Rivera. So I love the Bernie Williams pick. The the Brett Gardner pick, I love even more because he's the type of guy that you don't hear about him. And these are the type of athletes I love. Um, I hate to, you know, use a rivalry on you, but – I love guys like him. I love guys like uh, Dustin Pedroia. 
Mm-hmm. You don't hear about them in the news. Yeah. They just lace them up every day and give you their best that they've got. Even if they're hurt, yeah. they're going to give you the best that they got. David Wright, same type of, of players where you don't hear about them in the, the tabloids. Like, you you know, you hear, you know, guys doing bad things or whatever. And they just go out and they play the game right. And they may not always be successful, but you know that they're going to be there for nine innings and they're going to do everything they possibly can to help their team win. Yeah. I think that there's, I just, I think it's an old school mentality. I think not to say that, I mean, listen, like some of the, the newer players that are coming up are phenomenal and extremely talented. And they're, they're, when they're 35, they might still be gritting it out. I just, I like that kind of style. I think he's a leader in the clubhouse he nobody's I think said a bad thing about Brett Gardner like and by the way he is a hothead like he you know is always screaming at someone he's neck he's chirping at the umps he's you know he's not Bernie was cool Gardner's not but they're two sides of the same coin and the fact like you said that they go out every day they do the job are they the best no but they also don't have to be the best because that's not their role and and part of it is probably my own like internal justifications because I was never the best player like I'm a I'm five nine I'm like not particularly large I could not hit the ball far couldn't hit it couldn't throw it super hard I was never the best player on a team but I was going to be the one hurling myself at a fly ball to catch I was going to try to steal a base I was going to try and do something and I think I I had I saw that trait in myself, or at least I tried to exemplify it on the field. And so I respect players who do the same in the majors. Absolutely. I was in uh, I was in Tampa visiting some family years ago when Mariano Rivera was his last series, uh, last road series. Mm-hmm. And so we went down to the Trop, which, by the way, if you've ever been there, it's, it's a very unique stadium, that's for sure. I haven't. Um, I think I'm just waiting for uh, Tampa to either demolish it or move the team to, you know, Montreal or something. Cause I, it's not on my list. I'll say. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got a white background. And if you're playing during the day, you'll see outfielders going back to fly balls and putting their hands up because they can't find them. Um, but I remember that game very well. Cause Brett Gardner was very passionate and I, and I appreciate guys that are are passionate about the game, right? Bernie was passionate, but he showed it in a different way than Brett. But uh, I just appreciated it. He he went back on a fly ball and lost it in the white background of the dome, and it dropped in for a hit. And he came up at next at bat and he got a base hit and stole second. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so he made it up, right? I mean, that's those are your type of players, which is amazing. Exactly. All right, so ballparks where you been i have not been to many i have been to the old and new yankee stadium i've been to city and i've been to shea uh and then i've been to nat stadium i'm in dc currently i have um in an effort to not have to pay to go see the yankees in in the bronx i have adopted the nats as my hometown team it also made it helpful when they beat the astros um so I've been in a lot. So not that, not a ton of stadiums, but you know, a smattering. Okay. So what's on your bucket list? So I, I funny enough, I want I really want to go to PNC park because I've heard great things about it. My, I have a, my best friends in, in Pittsburgh now. So I really wanted to, to check it out and just the, the timeline hasn't lined up yet, but that's on the list. I want to go to Fenway. My, uh, 
my sister graduated from a school in Boston and their graduation was in Fenway, but they only had two seats. So my parents went and I didn't get to go. So I was super bummed about that, but I've been outside of Fenway. Um, your team's enclaves, Dodger Stadium. Uh, you know, I think I want to go to, to Wrigley, the, you know, all the big ones. In terms of a, you know, a, a weird one, you know, I, I'm, I really think Kauffman Stadium looks cool. Yeah. I, it's, it, it is an old school, like if yeah. 19, the 1970s had a ballpark, it would be Kauffman Stadium. It's just, it's wide and it's expansive and it's not super high. It just looked kind of cool. I would like to check it out. Yeah, that's that's one of the ones that's on my bucket list too. Uh, just you know, I, I've been to Fenway, I've been to Wrigley, I've been to a few other ballparks, but um, Kauffman Stadium and Colorado Coors Field looks fun. Yeah, Coors Field looks cool. Yeah, also, it's like I really, I don't, I don't know. You hear all this talk about the Coors Field effect, and I just want to see if it's actually a thing. Well, I'll tell you what, send me there in June or July. Don't send me there in April or October. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so, well, I, you know, obviously I've, I visited with, um, with uh, somebody that, you know, you're related to that's a huge Mets fan. Um, and she tells me that I've got to get to City Field. Like City Field is the place to go. And I, I mean, you've been to City Field. Is it, is it the stadium? It's a great park. It's a lot of fun. It's. I think, you know, it's, it kind of is as if you took an inner city stadium and you put it in the middle of Queens, which is not the inner city. Uh, right. It's not, you know, it's not super, con, you know, congested, I would say. It's tough to get to, but it's not like, you know, smack dab in the middle of Manhattan or anything. It's a, it's a really nice park. I haven't been in a number of years, um, but it's, I always have good memories of it. I really like it. I think I like Shea better. It might just be from a nostalgic perspective because mm-hmm. I think you can't compare really the, the amenities in a new stadium versus an old stadium. But sure. I, think, I think you really need to check it out. It's a cool park. It's fun. And I think that's kind of the whole ethos of the Mets is like they're, they're the fun team in New York. People, people want to go to a, to, to, to City Field. People want to go see a Mets game because it's not – pretentious and i say that as a yankees fan we can yeah. be pretentious um sometimes it's 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 validated and other times it's not city field is a good park to go to though the um what i'm a huge baseball historian guy and obviously um for those of you that have seen me in my office before it, this won't go on youtube but it's going to go on the podcast but i have a jackie robinson poster behind me um or a mural um I love the fact that City Field is kind of pays homage to Ebbets Field. It has to. So I love that about that. All right. So final question, my friend, you've been fantastic with us, but final question. Um, What are you looking forward to most in 2022 or the season in 23? Assuming we have a season, but what are you (laughs) looking to most? most? That's right. I I think the the obvious first answer is I'm most looking forward to a season. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I think like most fans, there's just a, a hope and a desire that there is a season and it's not, you know, 80 games starting in July. Uh, Cause we already did that in 2020. Yeah. I, I think what I am most looking forward to, I, I think I just, 
want a sense of normalcy <laughs> in the league, in, in the games. You know, we, we, we've talked about this and the idea of, you know, I'm from New York. 9-11 was an extremely profound moment for, for my city and for the country and for the world. But there was a moment after, and I say this as a Yankees fan, but there was the, the first game at, you know, Shea, Mike Piazza, uh, I forget what team they were playing, but they, you know, there was that home run, they won the game. It was this moment of just, it felt like even in a world that did not make sense, that had so much horrific loss and pain, there was still a light at the end of the tunnel. There was a sense that things were still going to be okay. Right. And the past two years have not been that. And, you know, sports from when I was a kid had always felt to be a place where people could come together. And, you know, you could sort of suspend reality for a moment for a couple of hours and just watch a game. And I think that there are a lot of conversations happening now in the world that need to be had. And I, I'm happy to support everyone's opinions who wish to you know, express them in any way that they want. But there is something to be said about wanting baseball to kind of just be baseball. And I think what I'm looking forward to, as a Yankees fan, I'm looking forward to them getting their act together and winning the World Series. Um, but I, I think that I, I just want to be able to go to a, a ballpark. I want to go to Nat Stadium or any stadium and just turn my mind off and watch the game and enjoy it and, and feel like, you know, we've been through a, a period of horror and just really difficult times and feeling like sports can, can bring back a sense of normalcy. And we've seen that, you know, people can suspend their disbelief and you watch a hockey game or you watch a basketball game and baseball is a little bit different just because of the lockout right now. But I think as a fan, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, not having to think about, you know, whether it's the, the, the labor lockout or, you know, all the COVID testing, just a sense of, you know, the game is what it was when I was watching it as a kid. Yep. yep. You know, you bring up good points, Gary. I mean, one of the things I, you know, think about it with your, your dad, you and your dad, dad comes home. He's had a long day at work. Hey, the Yankees are playing whoever, it doesn't matter. They're playing the Mariners. Mm -hmm. Right. And dad grabs a couple of sodas out of the refrigerator and says, Gary, what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing my homework. Oh, come over here. Watch the Yankee. And it's, you know, dad and son. Right. Uh, for us that are adults now, it's kind of getting away from reality for a couple of minutes. Right. I have a long day. I can go home. I can turn on baseball. It's good to go. So you bring up good points. You bring up good points. It's funny. I did a I did one of these podcasts that we labeled the ladies night. And I had a gal named Jamie on, who's a, who's a Dodger fan, Sarah on, who's a Mets fan, and um, Kathy on, who's an Angel fan. And all three of them just kept saying, send us in, we'll negotiate, send the ladies in, we'll get it done. Give us an hour, we'll get it done. <laughs> I'm, Listen, I'm about ready to send them in. <laughs> both, I mean, both sides are ready to try anything about, the, about at this moment. Yeah. I just, you know, the hope is obviously that no one's going to be 100% happy, 
-hmm. but they just have to be happy enough to start playing. And that's really, that's the name of the game. No no one is going to get everything that they want because otherwise it wouldn't be a negotiation. Exactly. Exactly. And I just wish if I had a magic wand and I could sit down with the MLBPA or the MLB, I would have said, okay, boys, we're coming out of COVID 2020, no fans in the stands. 2021, you had to prove that you were vaccinated to get in the stands halfway through the season, right? It's been weird for our fans. Let's keep business as usual for the next two years. Let's spend the next 24 months negotiating this thing through. But let's just extend this contract, this collective bargaining agreement through the 2022 and 2023 season. Let's work out all the irons, all the kinks and everything. So the 2024 season starts on time, but 2022 and 2023 feels normal for the fans. I mean, how much better would it have been? It's a fair... um, it's a fair offer. And I think, you know, the, the, I can understand why MLB would maybe considering offer it. And I can also understand why the players would say no, but yeah. you know, it's a, it's a tough spot for both, for everyone. And I just, I hope that I'm obviously you and I were not in the room. So who, who's to say what's actually going on? I just, <clears throat> I just yeah. hope everyone's on the up and up about actually wanting to see them, you know? Yeah. Tony Clark and, and Rob Manfield keep calling me and I send them to voicemail. It's, it's huh. not important. <laughs> Gary, you have been such a pleasure being in the clubhouse. Thank you for joining. Will you join us again, please? I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to talk and see if we can make something work. Sounds good. Well, top fans, Gary's been in the clubhouse. He's a Yankee fan. We've been looking for Yankee fans uh, for a while and it's been great to have him have him on here. Um, this podcast will be up in a couple of days. Feel free to, to listen to it. Feel free to make any comments you want on the site uh, in regards to that. Um, obviously, we have merchandise that are out there. So feel free if you go um, onto the site, you can use a discount code um, called TFR Cares if you'd like. Um, that is a discount code that will get you uh, uh, 10% off on the merchandise. And then what we do with that money is we donate it to a specific charity, the, the 10% off. So feel free to go to the website, Top Fans, and check. Uh, that out make sure you listen to Gary he's a great knowledgeable guy and not I just loved his experience hopefully you loved his experiences learning uh learning about why he became a Yankee fan and also um I loved his two picks Bernie Williams and and Brett Gardner so Gary again thank you for being in the clubhouse uh today with us and we'll look forward to having you soon thanks so much Bill have a great day